Welcome to the Sapphic Book Review Podcast. I'm Laura Green, and today my special guest is one of my favorite writers of steamy age gap romances. She's also one of my best internet pals. Melissa Therese, welcome and thanks for joining me. Hi, thank you for having me. At First Glance was released in December and remains near the top of Amazon's top 100 lesbian romance books. For anyone who's slacking and hasn't read it, tell them about Faye and Talia. Faye and Talia are one of my favorite couples. They they actually communicate, which is not something I always have in my books, which I think is why it was so popular. Faye is a writer. Talia is a pole dancer. And they just don't look like they'd match on paper, but they do. Like, they really, really do. How that happened, it just, I don't know, the chemistry was just there from the, the first time they meet in, like, the, the first few paragraphs. Yeah, they really do match very well. I like them a lot. They're, I think there might be my favorite couple of yours besides Mrs. Middleton and yeah. Emma. <laughs> well, a few people have said that, that they've overtaken Vanessa and Emma and they've overtaken Sam and Luciana. So, so they must be doing something right. They are. So you're a writing machine. Mm. I know of at least three books you have coming up. Tell us what you have planned for release this year. So I've got Behind Their Eyes coming out in literally weeks. That, that Actually, all the books that come out this year are age gap. So I don't know whether I was just, I don't know, maybe I just need more age gap in my life because apparently <laughs> I don't have enough of it already. So that comes out in a few weeks. That is a celebrity, rich, poor. It's just got a bit of everything thrown in. And it's actually my longest book that I will have published. And then in the summer, I've got The Stepmother. Ooh. Yeah, ooh. Which is, <laughs> it's a lot. That is going to be even bigger. It, that's it's, it's tipping 100,000 words now. That is, yeah. Um, some people have said that it's going to overtake Vanessa Middleton. So... It'll be interesting to see what people think of it. It was originally supposed to be just erotica. I thought I'd try and write, you know, just filth. I think you could do that well. Yeah. Well, apparently I can't because then it just turns into a full-blown usual book of mine, really, with angst and a lot of sex. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of sex in this one. I think I'm on 10 scenes up to now. Okay, good. That's talk of my language. I've, I've, I've got one more to write for definite. That is, yeah, I think you're going to like Diane. Diane is, yeah, that's, I can't even, <laughs> I, can't even exp- I just can't explain it. it. Just me beta readers or whatever I send them, they're like, well, have you not got any more of the stepmother to send yet? I'm like, well, no. <laughs> oh, well, then I'll just read this then, I suppose. I'm like, well, I'm really sorry, but <laughs> I've got all the books <laughs> first. And then at the end of the year, I will be releasing the final book for Emma and Vanessa. Oh, the final? Come on, no. At the, minute, the end. final, they, they're going to go through a lot in this book um, to the point where I haven't actually set myself a publishing date and I'm just going to press publish when I think everyone else is ready to read it <laughs> when I'm ready to let it go because it's, yeah, it's a lot. They go through some life-changing things. But sure. it'll be it'll be happy at the end, oh, right? It'll be, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. 
they, they don't worry. They, they don't split up. There's nothing like that. It's just okay. life. Life happens, shall we say. All right. Well, yeah, it often does. But as long as no one, you know, oh, no. often or anything, I'm fine. And there's also plenty of sex in that one as well because it's everything okay. So you don't need to worry. Yeah, yeah they got to have that. <laughs> as you just said, Vanessa, mm-hmm. she's one of my major book crushes. Why do you think she's so appealing? I think Vanessa Middleton is appealing because it's the forbidden element. I don't think, I, I'm not sure the same pull would be there if she was just, if if she wasn't the best friend's mother. Yeah, that's true. If, you know, it's, it's I think, and, and that's something they address in the final book is how it was forbidden and it was fantasy. And realistically, if you look back at the first book, it's on paper, they don't, you, you don't think they're going to last because it's just there's a lot of longing, there's a lot of want, and there's a lot of sex, and they're sort of worlds apart. So once the forbidden element of it is gone, you could really argue that, well, is it going to fall apart? And thankfully it doesn't. But I No, do, because I, they I, have I, more in common than, you know, you initially think they're going to yeah, have. Yeah, and I, I do think that the, the main... The, I, th- I, th- I do think it's it's the forbidden element. For me, it is anyway. People might have, you know, I mean, she it, she's she's Mrs. Middleton. It's just the name, the name alone. Blonde hair, blue eyes, teacher. What more do you want? I know. Yeah, every time that and that one scene, like when she's in her in her room, you know, yeah. by herself. And yeah, cha- yeah, chapter nine. Yeah, chapter nine. I'm like, oh. nine. We don't discuss it any further. It's just chapter nine. Chapter nine. Oh lordy. <laughs> So if you could jump into one of your books, if that were a thing that were possible, which book would you jump into? Currently, it would be Mrs. Middleton, because obviously she would leave Emma for me. <laughs> obviously, unless I jumped into the book with well, you, Booth. I'll write you into it, though, first. So I, I somehow managed to get away with that. <laughs> and I think after the stepmother comes out, it would probably shift to being the stepmother. Oh, man, I can't wait for this book. Yeah, it's... I, I really, honestly, I can't say much about it because <laughs> it's just, I, I wrote it in five weeks. Wow. The first full draft. But then it did have three rewrites. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's the stepmother. I mean, make, <laughs> make of that what you will. <laughs> Although I did, I, I did pitch it to Jordan and the first thing she said was, hang on, nobody's having sex with their stepmother, are they? <laughs> And technically, no, but depends on how you look at it. <laughs> it, it could, yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> you just leave us wanting more, don't you? Yeah. 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 Okay. You're going to take a road trip with two of your characters and two characters from other authors' books. Who are you taking? I am taking Sam from The Arrangement. I do love Sam. I am taking... Probably Faye from At First Glance. Ah, very nice. And I'm taking Rebecca from Jordan Kelly's Becoming and I'm taking Eve Sumter. <laughs> I knew you were um, going to pick those two. Obviously, I'm, I mean, everyone knows that they're my wives. So, <laughs> and, and yeah, Re- and Rebecca's in the front seat. She's in control, so she'd be like, I'm sitting in the front. Well, she'd, yeah, yeah. to be fair, I don't think it matters where you put her. She would be, you know, it, it's up to her where she wants to be. <laughs> and then naturally, Eve Sumter would just be sitting in my lap or, you know. 
whatever she wants. Absolutely. Uh, why wouldn't she? <laughs> okay, we have more in common than our love for lesbian books and age gap romances. We both have a healthy obsession with Adele. Mm-hmm. I'm entirely too jealous of how many times you've seen her in concert. Since besides the voice, what do you love about her? She's real. She doesn't, you know, she's really in the public eye. Once she's done what she's doing, she just sort of disappears. She doesn't put a chill. It's, you know, Angelo, you're lucky if you ever see him. There's no, there's no drama. She doesn't create drama. And, you know, she's not in the paper because she said something she shouldn't have or, you know. She got drunk or passed out somewhere at a bar. Yeah, you, you, know, <laughs> you don't see her with, like, a, a dress-up or, you know, things like that. And it, she's just a real person. And I think when I first went to see her 19 tour, she just came onto the stage with a cup of tea and a guitar and asked what the latest football scores were. That was, <laughs> that was how That was how the show started. And I just thought, yeah, you know, there's, there's no, there's no dramatics. It, it was just her with a room full of people, and it was for me to this day, it was the best concert I've ever been to. Yeah, she just comes across, even in the words that she writes, she's just genuine. She's just herself. She's not putting on airs. She's not trying to, you know, be someone else. She's not trying to reinvent herself. She's just being who she is. Yeah, and I, th- I think you don't really see much of that anymore. No, everyone's like manufactured. Yeah. And as I say, for someone who can just come out with an album, do a tour, and then disappear for five years, and people still can't wait for it to come back. I know. As soon as our tickets go on sale, I'm right there. And every time I've just been shot down, just this devastation. Yeah, there's a, there's a knack to it. I usually have the Mac on, the MacBook, Lee's MacBook, two iPads and two phones on the go, until one of them flags up saying, buy tickets. Yeah, clearly, I need you to secure me tickets in the future yeah i've been known to sit there three hours before they go on sale as well just just in case well, okay you're way more committed than i am i can't sit still for three hours for anything oh i'm i sit i don't move from my office chair so i've mastered sitting okay next time tickets go on sale and she's coming you know to the states um we're gonna sit on, on a zoom call together for three hours you can talk to me and try to secure me tickets that, that's fine by me that works for me excellent <laughs> okay (laughs) both of our loves are older than we are what's the appeal of an older woman for you what kind of questions that hey just a question boo because they're older women i mean (laughs) better with age and they're not as dramatic there's not as much drama that's true because they've been there and they're just like oh no you know it's just it's a lot easier I've found it easier anyway. I mean, I was 19 when I met Lee. Oh, wow. For me, I just fell in love with Lee. I didn't think about her age. And obviously there was people who had things to say about it. To this day, there's people who have things to say about it. And what I do is my business. And, you know, I've, I'll kind of always stand by that. But now and again, it'll flare up, you know, what's an acceptable age gap? What's this? What's that? And I just, I'm of the belief that as, you know, if, if you work together, then it doesn't really matter what, what I mean, there's 24 years between me and Lee. So that, that is quite a big gap. Yeah, we have 15 between us. But I can be as mature as she can be immature. And sometimes she can be immature. So it, 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 it's just always, 
it's just always gelled that you know it's it's to the point where we don't even think about the age gap anymore well there's always someone who'll have an opinion about something that somebody's doing like i sometimes i get like really not angry about it if someone says something but you know i'll have more of an opinion and lee's just like well that's up to them to think that and then she'll move on to whatever she's doing <laughs> where I'll be like seething in the corner <laughs> I'm not you know not not to say anything but I think I think that's what it is with older women is that they just they've been there yeah they've, they've been there they've done it and I mean come on they're much hotter they are they are hot yeah absolutely I have a lot of pet peeves so many I find people pretty generally annoying what are some of your biggest pet peeves I don't really have many, but really, yeah, because well, I don't really leave the house, so <laughs> because well, helps. as as I always say, it's too peoplely if you go outside. It totally is. So I just avoid doing that by not going out. But for me, like the biggest issue I have is people making noise, and and I'm you know I can't sit on a train with someone who's eating a bag of crisps or chips, no. as you call them. Or an apple, I, I just, I'd have to get off. I have to get off the train, or you know, and I, I've got misophonia, so that doesn't help. But it's been known that the dog has to eat her treats outside because I can't be in the same room. And I think that's the one thing is that I feel like everyone makes noise except for me. Yeah, I, people. I used to work in an office with a woman who clipped her fingernails at work. Oh, no. And that noise was just like, oh, are you serious? Who does well, that? I actually worked with someone that used to do that. But the difference was, was that we worked in a kitchen. Oh, no. Yeah. So I left because nobody nobody cared. When oh. I came, so I just I left instead. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's obviously when I started working from home. And now I don't have to deal with anything like that anymore. That's good. I can just close the door. And, and listen to your Adele records. Yeah, that's generally how it goes <laughs> on vinyl too so oh i bought a record player recently but I, I haven't gotten hers yet i did buy some older ones i have a little janice joplin a little barbara streisand yeah we've got a big vinyl collection obviously they're not mine they're lee's but i had a ton but my dad threw them out when i was a kid i mean i had all the madonnas come on yeah see and they're, they're all coming back out now as well and they're not they're not cheap either you know right my dad just threw away tons of money yeah still kind of mad about that <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't like to go outside, but <laughs> now that we're opening things up again and you can travel, where would you like to travel to? Well, since she's probably going to listen to this, to Jordan Kelly's house, definitely. Or just the state, you know. Hey, come to Missouri. We've got an arch here. That I would like to travel. I've never been to the US, so I would like to travel there, but it's so big I wouldn't know where to go and I'd probably get lost. Just come to Missouri. I've got a pool. Then we'll travel down to... Houston to Jordan Kelly's house. Okay, I could do that, yeah. Okay, yeah, that'd be fun. There's a pool. I mean, I don't have people around, like, you know, just me and my partner and the kids. They're upstairs. You don't even have to see them. Is it really hot there, though? It gets kind of hot. It's not yeah. super crazy hot. Not as hot as Texas. Yeah, see, I don't do, like, hot, hot. I can manage. I mean, I live in Britain. When it's in the summer, you know, sometimes you go out and it's sunny, so you've got your shorts and T-shirt on. And then within an hour, you've driven to maybe Yorkshire. And it's raining and windy and a storm. And it's, like, flooded. <laughs> and that's all <laughs> in one day. So 
I, I don't. I can, I, I can do heat if I'm lying by a pool in Spain. But if we, have, out, we have a pool, okay. you can just lay by my pool. I'll there just you go. All day. What are your top three all-time lesbic books? Okay, so this is not going to be a surprise. <laughs> Jordan Kelly's Becoming, Jordan <laughs> Kelly's Something About Eve, and The Truth About Eve. They they are... Wow. They are, yeah. I'm even going to throw Flawed Perfection in there because I know people don't like it. Oh, is that the one that I didn't read, the one with all the the regular straight people stuff? Well, yeah, but... Yeah, I didn't read that one. I skipped I just, I just, I just bypass it because for me... That book is, I've had this conversation before, even with Jordan, that book for me is a big part of who Eve is. So it's, you know, it's still part of the story, I guess. And obviously it needed to be told at some point. So like I think sometimes Jordan thinks that if she could take that book away and just have something about Eve and truth, but I don't feel like it, I feel like it needs to be in there. Okay, maybe I'll have to give it a go. I can't believe you've not read it, and it's quite short. So, and you obviously you sort of get an idea of when a particular scene's coming along with a particular set of people, and you right. flick it over. Uh, yeah, that's true. I could just skip around, but I think All right. Becoming is the ultimate book for me. I do love Becoming to the point I'm actually well. I, well, you can see I've got me Becoming t-shirt on today. <laughs> I see that. That's excellent. And I've actually booked in to have a sleeve tattoo done in June, and the first piece going on will be Becoming. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's exciting. I don't have any tattoos. Oh, I've got too many now. And, and you have a lot. I was thinking of getting one, like, uh, maybe some, not somewhere where everyone would see it. Like, you know, maybe the shoulder with, like, something to commemorate my brother and my mom's, you know, passing. Yes. I mean, all my tattoos can be covered up, every one of them, if I need to. Yeah, you don't have anything on your face or anything. No, no. <laughs> that, that is becoming a thing at the minute, I've noticed. Yeah, yeah, I don't get that, really. No, I, I'm... No, I feel like it'd be quite painful. I, I saw <laughs> there was a girl who had like a big script. Like, I don't know what it said, but it was scripted writing over her eyebrow. And I just thought that's really brave. Wow. To do that. that would really hurt, I think. It's not, you can't get rid of it. Even when you laser it, it's still, it's still going to be there to an extent. Oh, and what if they would have spelled a word wrong? That would have been. Oh, well, well, there's actually, there's Facebook pages for tattoos that have been spelled wrong. So, yeah. That's a fear. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe just no words. I just have something like a you know, butterfly or something. Flowers, flowers are always a good option. Okay. I'll look into it. So you're quite a singer. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I know you're not feeling good, but drop a few lines of your favorite Adele song for me. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> you knew I was not going to do that. <laughs> well, it's, you, I thought maybe you would have a change of heart and you'd be like, oh, let me sing for my, my pal, Laura. No, we have potential COVID in this house, so <laughs> I wouldn't want to strain my voice at all. <laughs> okay, well, since you have potential COVID, I'll ask you again when maybe that's cleared up and we can. Yeah, I mean, what what you could do is you can put the YouTube link that I've got. There's a clip on there which not many people have listened to. That I'm okay with that because I've done that. That's gone. It's on the internet. Yeah, I have to look that up. But have, have you never have, have I never sent you? No, you haven't, love. Oh, there you go. Oh, all right, love. I will look forward to that. Find that. <laughs> all right, excellent. Excellent. <laughs> well, Melissa, I thank you so much for taking time to chat with me today. It's been a pleasure, and I can't wait to read all of your books you have coming out this year. Thank you very much, and thank you for having me. It's been fun. 
Thanks for listening, and thanks again to Melissa for joining me today. At First Glance is available on Amazon, and be on the lookout for Behind Your Eyes, coming out soon. Check out melissatherezauthor.com to find links to Melissa's social media accounts and to purchase her books. Here's a sample of the Would You Rather game with Melissa, available exclusively to my Patreon subscribers at patreon.com slash sapicbookreviewpod. Would you rather find a snake or a spider in your bed? Oh, a spider. I mean, I'd rather find none. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, are, we are talking about, like, insects, aren't we? Not, like, yes. spiders in terms of people. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Not people. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I think I could probably deal with it. No, if, if 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 there was a snake in my house, I would burn it to the ground. And <laughs> I think that would be a solid plan. Would you rather have nosy neighbors or noisy neighbors? I am the, no- the nosy neighbor, so... <laughs> But no, I think I'd rather have nosy neighbours because there's nothing worse than someone playing music at three o'clock in the morning. That's true. Like banging and, you know, no. So I, you're the nosy neighbour who goes around and gets in everybody's business? No, I just like curtain switch. <laughs> that's what me. That's that's what everyone calls me, the curtain switcher. I like to know <laughs> what's going on, but where we live now, nothing ever happens. So if someone walks past and it's a little bit loud, I'm at the window to see in case it's someone, you know, causing the scene. But we did have a police chase last summer and they deployed the stinger outside our house. So that was really exciting. And I was out with all the neighbours and obviously we're all women and none of us had bras on. So we're all like, oh "Oh, yeah, did you see what happened then? And that was like three o'clock in the morning. Wow, excitement. Yeah. That was Would You Rather with Melissa Therese. You can find the full episode on my Patreon page at patreon.com slash sapphic book review pod. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week.